What up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. And thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. Good news, I finally got to the Brent Fias album, Larger Than Life. And Adam was not lying. This album is easily one of the best albums of 2023. Bro, it's so good. Like the beats, every single beat sounds like in the best way. Pharrell, Mm -hmm. someone, the Neptunes, maybe Timbaland. Someone made these beats. And I I shot them on Twitter because I'd never heard the producers. But yo, they laced him up. Like, up. They did. And I have a theory a little bit in sense of the formula that Brent used. And I think what he did is what's going to be the layout for what every album is going to look like in the future. Why do I say that? If you look at this Brent album, right, it is 14 tracks, 36 minutes. When you hear that, that is insane. 14 tracks, 36 minutes. But that's because obviously now music is getting shorter in terms of the song length. But he throws in all the melodies, the choruses, all the hooks first at you. And then also adds different elements and things like that. But I think this is what it's going to be in the future. And I don't think you can drop these bloated double albums anymore. You can't drop these just long, lengthy projects. It has to be short and sweet. No more than 40 minutes, honestly. I'll say for one, I didn't think any song felt half-baked or I was like, oh, I wish there was this was longer. I thought they were all mm-hmm. perfect length. My friend was saying mm-hmm. he wished there was more songs in the album. I think it's perfect. If you're going on like a walk around your neighborhood, you're going perfect. for a drive to something 30 minutes away, you can put on the full album. He's independent, so he features a lot of, indep- I think, independent artists or maybe just rappers I don't really know that well, which I think is awesome because mm-hmm. he put me on to Junie, who was also on the Jordan Ward album who's from Maryland, which I think is where Brent Fias is from. He's maybe DC. I don't know. But the album is awesome. He can, I think he has a deal with United Masters, a $50 million deal with them to remain independent. So he is really carrying the torch for the indie artists out there. And yeah, I think you're right. I think shorter albums, I hate double albums. Even Life After Death, I don't listen to it all the way through. Like, I'm a ready to die kind of guy. It's too long. Tupac, what is it? Is it all eyes on me for Tupac? I'm going to push back on that a little bit. It's, I can say hard, back then, these artists like Tupac and Biggie, they could they, drop double albums very they well. Can. They're the only successful artists who've done it. Anyone who's tried to do it or replicate it later on in today's like time. Drake, has, Scorpion. Exactly. They failed. What did, what did J. Cole say? Your double, um, your double album? What do you always say? Come on, now you're on the spot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Your double, is it on the climb back? Your double. I don't remember. He mentioned something about people dropping double albums and they still couldn't outsell them. Outsell them. Oh, your and your and your album didn't sell a measly hundred thousand. It's on the f- first song of the album. Yeah. Your and your double song album couldn't get a measly hundred thousand. Yeah, I remember I what know. you're talking about. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And Bren was he is from Maryland, and also shout out to Steve Stout, who is also the founder of United Masters. And because this album is so good, it's going to be my playlist title, Larger Than Life, and my leading single is going to be Shaq and Kobe. Because let me tell you. I am I am an old head. I need that old man rap. People <laughs> are complaining that Drake couldn't give it to them. Well, I knew that my boys Rick Ross and Meek Mill, the OGs, would deliver, and they delivered 100% with this project. Yeah, it's what you expect from an album with them. I really thought we might – I texted you this. I wanted just 10 Devil in a New Dress songs. Just give me them over luxury-ass sounding beats because Rick Ross usually picks really good beats. Mm-hmm. This is more of a gym album than a luxury rap album. Fun fact, I'm not sure if you know this, Meek Mill's name is Robert Williams, and Rick mm-hmm. Ross's name is William Roberts. 
I knew so their individual names. Their names are that is, their names are backwards. Let me make sure that's true. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> their names are just <laughs> opposites of each other. That was not just a tweet that someone made. Yeah. Um, for my playlist title of the week, that connects this whole independent artist thing because indie artists, a big thing happened this today, today Tuesday, November fourteenth. Your song on TikTok now, if you have a video with it, people can add it right to their Apple Music or Spotify libraries from the app. So a big problem with artists was that my video got 50,000 views, but my streams only moved 10 because it's really hard to convert that casual listener who's flicking through and staying on TikTok to leave the app and actually become a fan of your music and download your stuff. This just made it so much easier. I know we all hate posting on TikTok. You got to do it, especially Mm -hmm. now because now they can find your song right away. Producers, your beat can get linked maybe right to your Apple. If you have an instrumental album, it goes right to that. You just got to do it. But my artist of the week, my song, my guy D2X, the song Sweet Life, his album, um, Hotel 1105, the beats on this thing, the rapping on this thing. If you like that underground, like Freddie Gibbs sample heavy beats and real raps, this shit's crazy. And we're living the sweet life. I gotta, I'm wearing a new sweater. That's how I feel right now. He is a great artist. I heard a little bit. He dropped, I pretty sure dropped this year as well, um, yeah. an album, great project. And what were you talking about before? You're talking about, yes, TikTok. TikTok. Um, It just shows how much authority they're getting now. Um, Like I said before, the fact that now billboard streams count on TikTok, now they can directly link you to streaming and DSPs. It's like you said, as much as I hate it personally, it is facts. You got to get on TikTok and try to promote your music. But it's hard though. If everyone is doing that and it's getting oversaturated, there has to be another way. I know people have been talking about trying to gather a local fan base, building a website, yeah. and trying to make money that way. It's hard. For I mean, this is more of a helpful thing to do once your TikToks did do well. For example, JID is viral right now for surround sound. That's like the new TikTok trend where they put the camera on the roof and everyone's dancing to surround sound. But it's like, are these fan bases actually looking up surround sound on Apple Music? Because I've seen people from across the globe posting about this music. People who I would not assume are JID fans. But now, if they like that TikTok trend in the song, they add JID right from their app. And JID just earned a new stream, a new possible fan, a new country he can possibly tour in. So I think this is huge for artists. It's extraordinarily huge. And speaking on new music, uh, we have some really good news for, I think, every music fan. Uh, Frank Ocean, who's obviously a recluse, he's never on social media, has been on social media for the past couple of weeks. And recently he dropped a a snippet of unreleased song on his Instagram story, which may mean that we have an album on the way. But how are you feeling, Adam? Okay, this is awesome. We need it, Frank. I've said this all the time, and obviously he can drop whenever he wants but I kind of have the J. Cole philosophy of when you look back at your career, Cole said, do I want to look back and say I didn't work with anyone? Does Frank want to look back and say there was this huge period of time where I dropped no music and I know how my music can impact the world? I'm excited for it. I think it means blessings for all of us. It's the it's probably it's my favorite singer of all time probably, him or Anderson Pack. But I'm so hyped for this. The snippet wasn't that crazy of a song, I didn't think, but new music's new music. We'll and it. here's here's the conundrum, right? And we have this conversation on previous episodes when we were talking about Kendrick and how he waited so long to drop an album. And it gets to that sweet spot where if you push it too much and you wait too long, there could be a Sorry. chance where your fans may not care for you or people may not care for you anymore. I know people have been debating on whether a Frank album in 2024, whenever it's going to drop, most likely 2024, I think, will hit anymore. Yeah, I will. 
there's certain artists whose fan bases are so crazy that they're able to do this. And there's certain artists who are so talented that, hey, for all I know, it's bad, but it's Frank Ocean. Like, can it really be bad? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just too good at music where I think he's one of the few artists who can take this time off. And people love this man. They booed Drake for headlining a music festival. Drake, the biggest artist in the world, because they thought Frank Ocean was supposed to come out. And he left the stage. They Instead of just realizing, okay, Frank's not coming out. Let's just enjoy this Drake show. They booed the biggest rapper in the world after he played he played Feel No Ways. You don't get to see Drake feel, play Feel No Ways in these deep album cuts. And they booed that man. They booed him. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, let me, let me tell you this. There's been some reasoning behind maybe why Frank has taken so long. Um, John Carroll Kirby, who was a producer who helped Frank make DHL back in 2019, did an interview of cultural, a cultural substack platform called Blackbird Spy Plane. And in the interview, the writer asked John if this rumor was true that Frank Ocean feels frozen under the expectations people have put on him to follow up long, which is a 10 out of 10 classic. And he can't bear the idea of putting something out that's so vulnerable for people to call it mid mm-hmm. and right now he's paralyzed and in response because john is an nda he didn't directly say it but he alluded to the yeah. fact that frank is perfectionist and that's why it has delayed you know his output okay. yeah it's really we look at these artists as superheroes i know i do so when you hear them talk about genuine human emotions like self-consciousness to drop music it makes no sense because we're like you're the goat anything you drop is going to be amazing but they're human beings and they doubt themselves lauren hill did it I'm not sure if you saw it today. Andre 3000 announced he will be dropping an album. It's not a rap album. It's a flute album. Because Andre 3000, who is on most people's top five list ever, he is too self-conscious to drop a hip-hop album. And it's sad to see because they're amazing and they should be boosted up. But yeah, they're, they're humans. And they're scared. I get it. It's just hard to comprehend because you're Andre 3000, you're Lauryn Hill, you're Frank Ocean. That's crazy. That's like a lineup of like, Best female rapper of all time, maybe <laughs> best rapper of all time, best R&B singer, male R&B singer. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I told y'all coming with the receipts, I'm going to let you guys know everything to know about this album. So, of course, this is seven years later after Blonde. And we know that in 2016. Seven years. I know, seven years. I know. That's insane. I know. But in 2016, Frank left Def Jam um, to become an independent artist. And during that time, before he dropped Blonde, he dropped a visual album called Endless. Yes. And he also released Blonde on his independent label, Boys Don't Cry. So that speaks mm-hmm. volumes to Frank, that he's an independent artist doing what he has yeah. to do. He's skinning 20, the label. Yep, exactly. And in 2019, he signed a deal with Warner Chapel Music Publishing, which is a publishing company under Warner Music Group. Uh, and that's basically what Chance did. Obviously, Chance is an independent mm-hmm. artist, but in order for Coloring Book to get to the level that it needed to get to, you need to go around and find some labels to give you that, that push. And yeah. it kind of sucks because talent, isn't all there is. You need to have networking and being able to know people behind mm-hmm. the scenes. It's tough. Hey, that's why you get a manager if you're not trying to do that business side of the things. But yeah, Frank, that whole endless of you've ever seen that YouTube video about how he schemed the label because mm-hmm. he had a certain amount of albums he had made and he just made an hour long video yep. of him like climbing up a staircase or something <laughs> or a, la- a ladder. But yeah, I'm I- I'm happy. We're getting yeah. new- I'm just happy to see him. Obviously he had something happen with his brother, passed mm-hmm. away. That's awful. So good to see him. That seems to be in higher spirits, dropping mm-hmm. music. And yeah, the, back. yeah, the album is going to come soon because in 2021, it was big news that he went on shopping for record labels. He was shopping his new album to record labels, which means he's just looking for a different deal to put the album out. Hence, mm-hmm. it might be done. And in 2022, Rosalia, during her time with making Moda Mommy, she was working with Frank Ocean. There was pictures and 
images of them in the studio working together. Yeah. And recently, Frank Ocean did a radio show for his Blonde Radio on Apple Music where he was talking to a psych expert on microdosing and music, random, right? Yeah. But that whole infusion and sound is basically what this album could potentially be, a euphoric electronic instrumental production that he himself is responsible for. So that could be the sound of this next album and yeah. a huge shift. I'm down for I mean, the last album, like I wasn't a huge Channel Orange fan when um, Blonde came out. I kind of went Blonde and revisited it. That was a huge switch. It was very minimalistic versus the kind of upbeat, happy Channel Orange vibes. Mm. And yeah, I expect him to do a whole new change. And he's about to get the bag from these elites. <laughs> the bag. Big time bag. But we got even bigger news, more exciting news. For some, a little bit disappointing. Yeah. But obviously, we're back again. The Grammys have finally released Grammy their 2024 season. nominations. We'll be talking about the biggest predictions, surprises, biggest snubs. Um, but I remember there was a time, right? I was watching TV and I had Eminem, Lil Wayne, and Drake on my screen performing forever. I had Kanye, Jay-Z, T.I., um, and all these incredible artists performing. Now when I look around, it's just not the same. And I feel like the Grammys, although some say it never matters, please, you know it matters. That's why you care every year. But it, it just dipped, I think, extremely in recent years. Yeah. So mainstream-wise, not the biggest year in hip-hop. Obviously, we'll get into the albums chosen. I'm not surprised this year, but in general, the Grammy landscape, hip-hop is the most popular genre in the world, and it's rarely put in that best album of the year um, consideration. It's always like a Taylor Swift album, which are Lana Del Rey's. They're good albums, but it's pretty crazy that the biggest genre in the world, which is the most poetic genre, rarely gets put in that category. I'm not sure. I forget who was last year. But like, come, I'm not, did, did, did Pimp a Butterfly win the best Grammy? Because it should have. I hope it did. It lost to, that was the biggest, that was a really big snub. She, he lost to Taylor Swift's uh, 1985 album, just, if I said that right. Yeah. 89. I know, no, I believe it's No ID took over the rap side of the Academy. So in recent years, we have seen nominations that we'd never seen before. On the Nas spectrum, it seems like the Grammys are just trying to get it back for not nominating uh, <laughs> Illmatic. Because this dude gets nominated for every album that I don't really enjoy. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, we're sorry you didn't win for that one. We'll just keep giving you awards now. Which I guess, yeah, show Nas his flowers. We got Freddie Gibbs. And Freddie Gibbs has said on many albums, like, my name is Cocaine. They, they ain't going to put me in the nominees. Mm-hmm. They put Freddie Gibbs in there. They put Pusha T in there. We got Mac Miller in there. That's literally, that's all one year, 2018. Yeah, what a year. We got Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> Nipsey, mm-hmm. That's the best year I've ever heard. I agree. But so they, they have done better in recent years. I don't want to blame No Idea or whoever chooses this year. I just don't. They were put in a weird place this year. I know you're, you're going to read the nominees, so let's just get mm-hmm. to it. All right. Let's hop straight to the best rap album of the year. We have Her Loss by Drake and 21 Savage, 21. Michael by Killer Mike, uh, Heroes and Villains uh, by Metro Boomin, King's Disease 3 by Nas, and Utopia by Travis Scott. So a couple interesting points for this. One, I don't know if a producer has ever won rap album of the year. Someone brought this up to me, like Alchemist and Freddie Gibbs were nominated together. I don't mean like that. This is a Metro Boomin album that has feature rappers all over it. That would be really interesting. because I bet that's the first time it's ever happened. Her Loss. I like Her Loss as an album. But come on. It's not like it's not a Grammy-nominated album. It's like a playlist. It's a great playlist. It's the best one that he's released, in my opinion, of the last couple albums. That's just funny. Utopia. It's, it was definitely going to get nominated. Good album. It's worse than Astroworld, so I don't think it will win. Uh, Killer Mike. That's a Grammy album. Critics say they miss when hip-hop was rap, and if they did, Killer Mike will be platinum. Mm-hmm. 
And who's the last person I'm forgetting that you you said? Oh, Nas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> it like I didn't enjoy the album because it's very similar to the other ones he's dropped. So like it didn't differentiate so much. Where I'm like, I love King's Disease Three, but I get it. How do you feel yeah. about it? You everything you said is exactly how I felt. And first, right. again, I'm gonna emphasize Metro Boomin's nomination for producer to get nominated Sick. for just his album. That's gonna really spark a lot of producers to put more albums like by themselves and of course grabbing feature artists, but to put more albums out there rather than dropping instrumental albums or selling their music on beat stars. Nah, let's create a real album that can basically be mine and and get it publicized. And uh, I agree with you about her loss, but I feel like you spoke it into existence way too much. That's why I got nominated, probably. <laughs> um, you know bad. how I feel about this album. I did not like it, and it has some remnants leaking into For All the Dogs, which I wasn't a fan yeah, of either. But... Michael, I'm happy to see, is one of the best rap albums of the year, 100%. Um, Utopia, of course, agreed, same thing. And then King's Disease, uh, I'm happy to see Nas on here. He dropped three yeah. albums in one year, so he was going to get nominated yeah. for one of them, right? So I think I think Michael will win, just because mm-hmm. I think it's just such a Critics' Choice album. I I like the album. I didn't like re-listen to it after the first four times I dropped listened to it. I had the song Scientist and you know what I'm talking about the Andre yeah, 3000, with Andrew Future 2000. One. That's actually a dope song. I really like the future verse. Mm-hmm. But albums I thought I don't even want to say snubbed, but maybe some albums I expected to possibly be on here because the the Grammys has recently rewarded underground artists. So one, I thought Larry June and the Alchemist album would be nominated. Because so I thought it did pretty big numbers and traction for like an alchemist underground rap album and yeah they've rewarded alchemist recently and i thought this was that was one of the best albums this year ice cold bishop generational curse if you like when kendrick does weird voices go listen to this album because it is so damn good and i don't know if this one fit in the time span but little sins no thank you if it is if that could have been nominated for this year that should have been nominated and that would have won because I re-listened to it on the train two days ago, and it is some of the best rapping I've ever heard in my life. She reminds me of a female common, just mm. s- spitting game. Like her voice doesn't change that much, song to song, but every verse is just spitting game the entire time. But who would you like to have seen in this list? Um, I guess I'm a little bit. I mean, I'm not disappointed from this list, but some artists I think who should have been on here. Um, obviously, you already mentioned Larry June and The Alchemist: A Great Escape. Um, I also think Jack Jack Harlow's Jack Man was oh, one of the best sure. rap albums of the year. I know a lot of people might clown me for that, but guys, he was really rapping his ass off for a mainstream artist and amazing production. Uh, give me uh, what was it? I know how to pronounce this. Catramine, uh, their oh, album. Oh, Catramine, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, Amine uh, and Catranada's album. No, you're right. A really I love great that project. Album. Really great vibes. And then also give me Logic's College Park. Not to get nominated, but these are just some of my favorite rap albums of the yeah. year. Um, Logic College Park was really, really well made. And then lastly, uh, No Name. I forget what the album was called, but No Name's album that I dropped this year uh, should have been, yeah. you know, yeah. looked at. She had a great right. NPR Tiny Desk that just came out. Yes. Samino Saba came through. Mm-hmm. Fire. Fire. And the album's called Sundial. But to hop into the rap performances, I know Adam is going to be upset when I say this. Uh, first, The Hillbillies by We're Baby Keem featuring Kendrick Lamar. Uh, second, Love Letter, Black Thought. Uh, three, Rich Flex by Drake and 21 Savage. Like Four, Scientists and Engineers by Killer Mike uh, featuring Andre 3000 and Future. And Aaron, Alan Kane. And then lastly, Players by Coyle Ray. So you tweeted this. Um, Superheroes by Metro Boomin should mm-hmm. be nominated for this. And it should win this award. 
because what a damn song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillbillies, bro, come on. It is a joke. I'm, I've been a hater of this song. It's not the worst song ever, but to be nominated for a Grammy and J. Cole can't get nominated for nothing and this song was freestyled. <laughs> and it, come on, it wasn't popular enough to be nominated for this Grammy. It's a cool yeah. moment that they made a song together. But you're, you got to be kidding me. They just love Kendrick, which they should, but come on. It's it's weird. Obviously, like you said, they have bias towards Kendrick. This song wasn't even like a real song to me. It was just, let's have fun because we're traveling on vacation yeah. and let's make some goofy songs. So I have no clue why they they nominated this. Yeah. Um, again, scientists and engineers, I'm going for probably you two as well, right? Like that's the probably the answer to it. I'm trying to think of other songs. Maybe Sorry Not Sorry by Tyler, if you know mm-hmm. that on the deluxe. That was a really cool song that he dropped. Trying to think of other huge songs that dropped this year that could have won. I mean, maybe first person shooter. Maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. dropped soon enough. Funny yeah. thing about that song, I begged for a first person, a Drake and J. Cole song for years, mm-hmm. and it came out, and I don't really like it. <laughs> and I don't really yeah, listen to that's it that crazy. much. <laughs> really fade away that quickly. Drake's second half of the song does not just ruin it to me. I feel his you. whole I'm trying to think what other songs dropped this year that would have been like huge, should have been nominated for this. Tart off the top. And this is just so rap performance, music. so we still got rap song. So don't even bug oh, about oh, it. Oh, okay. Much. No, go go to the next one. Go rap song. All right. So rap song. What really matters, right? Um, Attention by Doja Cat, Barbie World by Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj, Just Wanna Rock by Lil Uzi Vert, Rich Flex, Drake and Twenty One Savage, and Scientists and Engineers. Of course, Killer Mike featuring Andre 3000, Future, and Aaron Allen Kane. Uzi was a huge song, but that's not a rap song. That's a dance song. Come on. Does he rap on the song? I don't know. I just know. I just want to rock. That's all right? I know I feel, from the song. I feel like that could be considered like ED, not EDM, but like house music. Or mm-hmm. I don't. That's just not it. It's a. I understand why it's nominated because mm-hmm. it's a huge song. Maybe it should have been nominated somewhere else. I don't know, man. That's not a. That's not a rap song. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to to the other nominations, Coyle Ray was a cool song, but I don't Grammy nominated. I get, I think Killer Mike might sweep these just because it's the only like. Songs on here that are not just TikToky songs. Like I like Rich Flex, it's fun, but I don't know. It's a Grammy nominated song. That's what's so weird about their choices this year oh. because it's not that it's weird. Actually, it's kind of offensive when you're talking about the best rap song. And listen, Bobby World. I saw the movie. I heard the song. It slaps, right? But it's not the best rap song. Rich Flex not the best rap song. And what else? I mean, what else was there too? I think that was it from this list. Oh yeah, just want to rock. Those aren't the best rap songs. You need to see what's going yeah. on in the landscape. And Fuck You Mean by Gunna. And then oh, also yeah. um, Superman was everywhere. It was blowing up on TikTok. People yeah. were playing in the radio. So you have to nominate those, period. Yeah, it seems like Gunna was just shunned out of this entire mm-hmm. nominations list. Yeah. Because Crazy Story, Bounce Back, dropped the album, No Features, mm-hmm. Song of the Summer, debatably. Yeah, he should have. Fuck, fuck You Mean probably should have been nominated. Exactly. And maybe one. Superhero I would have loved because that was my favorite song of 2022. The one exception I'll take away from Michael, um, from Killer Mike, of course, is I kind of want Travis to win Album of the Year because I do feel bad that he didn't get it for Astroworld. And if he doesn't get it for Utopia, that guy's never winning a Grammy. If he doesn't get it for Utopia, if he couldn't get it for Astroworld and the album that was not better than Astroworld doesn't win it, he's not, that's it. That's a wrap. Unless he gets on a feature and wins it. To to quickly go back to 2018 and list it out, Mac Miller swimming, Pusha T, Daytona, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy broke like every record ever. Mm-hmm. Travis Astroworld, Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. Probably the best albums I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it sucks. I think Daytona should have won that, which is crazy because Swimming, it's right here. Mm-hmm. My f- favorite album ever. But, like, should 
Utopia just win because because Utopia is worse. Sorry to Travis fans, it is worse yeah. than Astroworld. Mm-hmm. So should it just win because he didn't win the last time for making a Kanye remake album? Like I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. That's wild. Disrespectful. <laughs> but hopefully know. it can win something. But overall, uh, hip hop was. I won't be mad at it. Overall, hip hop yeah. was okay. Um, not too bad. Just some weird choices from the Grammys. Um, hopping the best new artist, uh, we got Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, which is the big talking point, Jelly sure. Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Khan, Victoria Monet, and The War and Treaty. Uh, the biggest news is really that Ice Spice got nominated for four nominations. Of course, Different. one being best new uh, artist, the other being the pop duo for Karma, and then two best rap song. Best song written for visual media for Barbie World. Uh, yeah, think, but how do you feel about Ice Spice winning this? I think Rob Markman is her manager. He does something mm-hmm. with launching her career. Congrats to Rob Markman because there's been a lot of artists who have popped up in the last year. And not that they're necessarily dead, like popularity-wise, but like say Glorilla. There's people that have come and go recently, and she has stayed the entire year dropping hit after hit after hit. They're played at the parties. They're It's played everywhere. So com- mm-hmm. She should be nominated. Like, good for her. Yeah, I'm not sure if she'll win. I don't know how they decide who wins this award. Mm-hmm. Like, is Victoria is Victoria Monet even a new artist? I feel That's like she's been around thing. forever. So I don't know how they reward that. I know Jelly Roll won the um the country new music recently. I saw, like, did you see the interview? Awesome. It's not the interview. Sorry, the speech. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Awesome speech. So yeah, I don't know how they decide this award, but yeah, congrats to Ice Spice. Yeah, I was happy to see Coco Jones as well, who was yeah, also. She's great. Nominated five nominations for all the R&B categories. Yeah. Victoria Monet, like you said, uh, she had a sweeping victory in terms of nominations. She, she had the second most with seven nominations. And uh, SZA, SZA, who SZA, had SZA. nine. <laughs> so she dominated with her project, uh, SOS, uh, which I'm really happy to see. That's going to be probably winning album of the year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what we said before about Frank Ocean, and artists who can wait that long, who are just so good that there's no way they were going to make bad music. That's SZA's the same person. Mm-hmm. She could have dropped anything. Like she just doesn't make bad music. Yeah, I saw someone talking about this, but there's like that SNL song that she made. Like it's cuffing season. I need a big <laughs> boy. And people were like, I didn't even realize it was an SNL skit because it's so catchy that her joke song is like a popular song. Yeah, that's how, that's how talented is. she is. And how long was that album awaited for? It was a while, right? Five, five years. Yeah, yeah. six years. So Whew. she's she's gonna sweep this. Mm-hmm. And let's dive in quickly into the song of the year. We had American Whore by Lana Del Rey, Antihero by Taylor Swift, Butterfly by John Batiste, Dance the Night from the Barbie album by Dua Lipa, Flowers by Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill, of course, by SZA, uh, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, and What Was I Made For, uh, Billie Eilish. Sally, no rap. I'm sorry, but yeah. a lot of great songs on here, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the first three songs you name, all respect to those artists, I don't know those songs. Mm-hmm. Um. My cousin's brother-in-law wrote Flowers. So Michael mm-hmm. Pollock, shout out to you. Congratulations. Ooh, that is awesome. Flowers. I, I, Out of those songs, I know Kill Bill the best and think Kill Bill is the best song. So mm-hmm. I'm team Kill Bill, but Flowers is a good song. I've heard the Billie Eilish one on TikTok. That's like the... Mm-hmm. Well, you saw the movie, right? Not what, what movie? Barbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that song's good too, honestly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was, that was at the ending of the movie. Like, did that make yeah, you yeah. cry a little bit? <laughs> Wait, the Billie Eilish one was in Barbie? Yeah, it was in Barbie. What was Wasn't I it... made for? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember. I just know it from TikTok, but I remember the Dua Lipa one from Barbie. That's a good song. Dang. The girls are going to tear you apart because that was the one yeah. that made them tear in the movie. 
Um, and then jumping, I think I agree. I agree. I agree. Kill Bill, or for me, I'm gonna go American Whore by Lana Del Rey. Um, her album was one. amazing from this year, and also that song is incredible. You would like it. You like the B switch at the end. And then lastly, just for album of the year, again, no hip hop. Um, but I'm not mad at it because I don't think hip hop deserves this to be year, an yeah, album of the year this year. That's fine. Uh, it was the World Music Radio, John Batiste, the record Boy Genius, Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there was a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard, Lana Del Rey, The Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monet, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, Midnight's by Taylor Swift, and SOS by SZA. And man, that is a stacked list because in terms of all my favorite artists I dropped this year, they all were eating at the Grammys. So yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm geeking. I think SZA wins that award. And I want to mm-hmm. know how you feel about this. This kind of goes back to my point that hip hop should be nominated for this award more. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these artists don't even write the lyrics to their songs. Okay. And I know if you win this award, like the producers of the album and the writers also get the award. But I just think it's kind of weird. And this year I understand, but let's go like past years to Pimp a Butterfly. Kendrick wrote the most complex, best political album ever made. And an artist who didn't write all of her music and didn't play all the music is going to win. That's my hold up on the Grammys. No, I see what you're saying. That's a fair argument because if one artist is doing all the lyrics by himself and the songwriting by himself, but another artist has a team of like eight writers in the room, it's like, come on now. And Kendrick wrote a masterpiece. So you got to give him some credit. Uh, yeah. I guess where, that, that, where it comes between the record of the year and the song of the year, record of the year deals with, I guess, um, I might be wrong. I think record might be performance wise. Yeah, record is actual performance, the song itself. Okay. But the song of the song of the year includes the writing, um, all the other backroom staff as well. But I do agree with you. That's not a whack take at all. That is a true take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Confident in that one. Yeah. And I'm just happy that um, I got to see Boy Genius get nominated. I saw Olivia Rodrigo get nominated for Vampire, uh, Arctic Monkeys, who dropped one of my favorite albums this year, three yeah. nominations. And of course, Paramore with two noms and Caroline Polachek with one nom. But I think for album of the year, um, Europe, I bet you're going to say SZA most likely for SOS. Yeah. I'm going to give it to maybe Midnight's by Taylor Swift. That was a great album. And she really shoved it to everyone who had something bad to say about her. I could see. Like, I mean, she's Taylor Swift. But I don't mm-hmm. know, SZA, five years, came back. So many hits on it. I'm, I'm going Team SZA. Team also, SZA. I thought I thought Jordan Ward would actually get nominated this year. I thought it was big enough, and he got. I feel like so much critical acclaim for the album. Well, so that's that, the thing. That like, I, like I was saying earlier, sometimes it's not even just a critical acclaim. You just have to know people behind the scenes, which is what. Oh sucks. yeah, there's so much mm-hmm. that goes on. There's a show quickly called um, "Adam Ruins Everything." If you've mm-hmm. ever heard of that, and he broke down like the Oscars and stuff. Where you're lobbying to get your thing not like you're sending gifts to the people who vote, oh my like gift gosh. baskets and stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff like that that goes on. I'm not sure music wise. I mean, I'm positive that happens. Obviously, you're Taylor Swift. You're gonna get nominated, mm-hmm. but I think you gotta do some kissing to get there. Honestly, Although Kanye did pee mm-hmm. on his Grammy and still get nominated. So I don't yeah, that's know. ridiculous. <laughs> I was gonna say we need to know who, and I, I get it. It's fair to keep them anonymous, but the people who are voting. Like, and I know that for every genre, essentially, there's a voting committee and you can get into this voting committee if you apply. And it's basically an honor system, right? I, Samuel Sarfo, know a lot about hip hop, pop and rock. So I'm going to nominate for those. I want to nominate myself for country. But what some people are doing is nominating for hip hop when they they themselves aren't hip hop knowledgeable fanatics at all. And that's why I'm confused when I see these nominations for the hip hop categories, the rap categories. It's like, where where are these coming from? You guys are supposed to be the... uh, like, I don't know, the visionary board and you're yeah. failing on picking the right albums and songs? I mean, dude, it happens in sports voting. Like, there's one year where LeBron should have been unanimous MVP and one person just didn't mm-hmm. vote it. And it's like, if you're one of 
200 people that voted differently, you should be kicked off. Like you're you're wrong. Yeah. You're clearly, you were just picking just so LeBron wouldn't win that. Mm-hmm. And there's always yeah. stuff like this is you. There's one year where LeBron James was first team All NBA for defense and should have won Defensive Player of the Year, and they voted for a guy who was on the second team. So it wasn't even a top five defender, and LeBron never won the award. People so, got to ruin everything for everything else. Voters, they always got to be stupid. Hey, but speaking on hip-hop, uh, Lil Yachty has some comments to say um, with yeah. an interview at Rolling Stones Musicians on um, Musicians event. This stirred up a lot of controversy. And for me, I didn't see the problem because I actually agreed with him. But this is what he said. Lil Yachty said, hip-hop is in a terrible place. The state of hip-hop right now is, in, is a lot of imitation. It's a lot of quick low quality music being put out it's a lot less risk taking it's a lot less originality people are too safe now everyone is safe i'd rather take the risk than take people would rather take the wouldn't take the risk but they wouldn't take the l right they yeah so i think part of the, the drama over these comments is one lil yadi you came up just copying what was popular on soundcloud you literally did that that's what got you popular and people hated it and now you're still around amazing and you drop an album this year that's just copying alternative rock music. So why are you talking about like imitators out here? So I think partly it's like wrong messenger for a, maybe a correct message. But uh, copycats are always a thing in every art and everything. And it's just bound to happen. But hip hop is not in a bad place. I am the most pro supporter of this, that hip hop is in the best state it's ever been because everyone who's complaining that's imitating, what music do you want to listen to? You want boom bap? I can find you the best rappers I've ever heard over boom bap beats. You want lyrical miracle rap? I can find you some guys who are spitting syllable after syllable. You like opium rap, rage rap? I got some guys for you. You want some underground people? Like you can find the best version of anything if you are willing to look. But yeah, Yachty, if you're if you're pushing, he literally signed people to his label who are a bunch of copycats. You are promoting your own <laughs> your own philosophy. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean any shade to Yachty because he's doing. It's crazy he's still around in the best way possible. Like amazing for him. But don't be, don't, we don't need this negativity around the genre. Now I said hip hop was dead in tw- 2006. Guess what? <laughs> it didn't die. It's the biggest genre and still the biggest genre. It's going to stay the biggest genre. Ah. Now, All right. Now you go. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back and obviously I'm going to give you a quick roasting session. And basically what Yachty <laughs> was saying beforehand was people would rather take the L than take in risk. I butchered that last sentence completely. But listen to this. <laughs> First off. The disrespect towards Lil Yachty is ridiculous. Like you said before, he has lasted this long. That means he's doing something right. And although he was doing something that was on trend, it was still unique. For the Night and that whole auto-tune sound he was doing, Minnesota, it was his own unique thing. It was weird and quirky, which is why people liked him. When he was a feature of Dram's Broccoli, he was the man. So I wouldn't say he was copying anyone. He had his own sound within a trend that was popular in hip-hop. Also, yeah. he has evolved. This year, he's been one of the best artists with his album. I think it's Let It Start Here. That was a great yeah. album. Yes, he was imitating maybe some type of alternative psychedelic sound that people have done. It was still something new and refreshing for Yachty. And he did take a risk, right? He did take a risk, which a lot of artists aren't doing. And yeah. to talk about Hip Hop is Dead by Nas in 2006, this guy, Adam, said, oh, everybody in hip hop has said that. No. The it's only true. time it's... No, nah, no. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm roasted real quick, all right? So you're telling me Big Daddy, no, you're telling me Grandmaster Flash and um, 
DJ, uh, Mr. Luke, you know, DJ Luke, Mr. Luke are looking at Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, and KRS One yep. saying hip hop is dead. You're telling me those Who? three are looking at the 90s rappers, Biggie, Pac, Nas, yes. saying hip hop is dead. You're telling Who? me those rappers are looking at 2000s rappers saying Eminem, Jay Z, yes. Lil Wayne, and Kanye are is dead. You're telling Melly? me those rappers are telling me that it, Kendrick, Drake, and Cole are dead. No, nobody said was, that. The only was it time Melly I, Mel? Hmm? That was it Melly Mel this year who was roasting Eminem and then had to put out an apology because of his roasting. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, trust me. Nothing to do with hip hop we specifically, though. We weren't alive during this time. Trust me. There's people rapping in the '90s that those '80s rappers were like, "That's just not the way the genre started." That is not if true. You don't. You don't think that conversation was ever had about any artist? Maybe, Maybe it was from like a few people, but not from the majority. Dude, now the majority of hip hop is saying there is a serious problem. The fact that Bust, who was it, Busta Rhymes or whoever was on my Twitter feed saying, "Y'all, hip hop yo, is you, dying. We need to fix this." When when Jay Z dropped, um, what's it called with with um. Pimp, uh, Big Pimpin. Yeah. You don't think hip hop was criticizing Big Pimpin? They were that bling rap era. But they, okay, but they didn't People say it was hated. dying. They didn't. Yes. They, they say, I don't know. We didn't use the word dying. People hated the bling. Hated on the bling era. Agreed. It and happened. what was that? The two thousands, which I said that was the big contender. Apart from what we see now, the two thousands was when people were like, "Okay, this is not good. This bling bling era, yeah. this cheap music." Like, but then immediately to save the day, Lil Wayne, Kanye, Eminem came back yeah. from retirement. Jay Z came from retirement. We have this new kid called Drake coming in. All right, we and have Jay Z and Cole. And Jay Z right? made an album called Death to Autotune, mm-hmm. and didn't support that. And mm-hmm. guess what? Autotune became the wave. And he was just being a hater and couldn't see forward. And guess what? Yes, they didn't hate on J. Cole because he was this and Kendrick because he's the saving grace of lyrical mm-hmm. rap. The only thing they hate on the Migos and Future. Okay, oh, that but that's, not, rap? that's that's hating on a specific artist, not the genre saying it's going down. It's a specific sound or a specific person or group in hip hop. We're talking about the, the 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 genre declining in sales. We see it. The fact that there's no Grammy noms, the fact that all the albums this, were were not, I'll say this were not year, okay. This might not have been the best year specifically. It just happens that a lot of the artists we love didn't drop this year. Like all my mm-hmm. favorite artists, if I can drop write my top 10, like we were supposed to get the Tyler album. His every two-year thing was supposed to happen. It mm-hmm. didn't happen this year. So we didn't get the Tyler album. I bet if Tyler had an album this year, best album of the year, rap album of the year, he just didn't drop it. So one album <laughs> out of out of a landfill of trash? I'm just saying that we didn't get the main the mainstream artists didn't deliver this year. There you go. Good emphasis. Mainstream artists. <laughs> um Travis, it was a good album, but it didn't deliver. We were all ready for it to be the best album of the year, to be Grammy nominated. I wanted it to be. It just didn't perform like that. We didn't get an album from Jay-Z. We didn't get an album from Kendrick or J. Cole or Lil Wayne, uh, even though that mixtape he dropped How much bad. more do you need? Literally, everybody Freddie dropped Gibbs, this year. Freddie Gibbs didn't drop. For. One person, you know the amount of artists who dropped this year. There's no excuses you can make. If look I'm at talking all about the, the mainstream artists. guys. Mainstream guys, that. all of them dropped. All the big artists you could wish for dropped, apart from a couple like Freddie and me. Tyler. No. I just said and Cole. Jay-Z, Cole, Kendrick. Who needs Freddie. a Jay-Z album right now? He already delivered a 444. It would have been rap album of the year, I'm saying. These are people oh that would have dropped. God. Why are you relying on an old future, 40-year-old man, future, 50-year-old man instead of the current future, rappers right now? I'm still hmm? going. Future, future, okay, okay, also, okay. future also didn't drop. Kanye didn't drop. Tyler didn't drop. J.I.D. didn't drop. All these people that we think are like the saving grace of like lyrical, conscious rap, they just didn't drop this year. It's just how it happened. And that's a bad excuse, man. In terms of mainstream I, rap, literally everybody dropped this year. And all the artists you you name, most of them dropped the year prior to that. And still people are yeah. complaining and stuff. And last year was a good no, last year was a good I can't even think what the Grammys were last year, but it was a good year of hip hop last year. It was. 
But I just want to emphasize that we are talking about mainstream acts. Like Adam said, today in hip hop, there's so many different avenues, right? You can listen to underground, to melodic, autotune, trap, right? That's great. But in terms of the mainstream, it is a serious problem. And the thing is, why is this guy talking about Kanye West when Kanye just gave him Donda? Why is he talking about Kanye West? And how is Kanye West going to say this? You don't need a Kanye album right now. Stop relying on the old guys because they're so good. And let's start looking at the new youngins. Where are the youngins at? They aren't there, my brother. And they aren't there. <laughs> Who's gonna lift my the boy, genre? This guy is gonna. This guy's year. gonna expect Jay Z to drop at seventy years old because the genre's struggling. <laughs> I guess. I mean, we talked about the, We can't do, do this conversation over and over again. But it's the whole niche community thing. Like, there mm. are young people who are great. Red Veil, and he's an example of someone who produces a whole album and is amazing at rapping. We're starting. I mean, there's so many artists that we think are like young coming up artists, and they're actually 29 years old, which mm. is awesome for the genre. That like you can still. Your dreams aren't dying because you're in your late 20s. But yeah, it's hard. There's a lot of music out there for your 19-year-old self to stand out. Because also, it's hard to be a good rapper at 19. I think it's just crazy that Nas is like the best rapper you've ever heard at 19 or Joey Badass was. And it fools us (laughs) into thinking that it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy that they were that good at rapping. It's crazy, but you guys let us know what you think. Who is tweaking, me or Adam? <laughs> I think it's Adam because hip-hop is not in a good space. I feel like this is an objective statement, and it's it's in crisis mode. And the closest thing we've got to that was in the 2000s during the bling-bling rap. But guess what? We saw over the horizon. We saw Kendrick. We saw Drake. We saw Cole. Now, who are we seeing? It is slow. Last okay, comment. Y'all? Last mm-hmm. comment. Okay, 26, last comment. 2016 XXL list was looked at. People might are forgetting this. It was looked at as an awful list and was criticized, and now all these rappers are still around. Hip-hop is not dying. It's here forever. They're still around. And look what happened. Look at the result. Because they're still around. <laughs> Let us know what y'all think. We'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> see ya. Peace.